0: Hi there, this is Jacob Msiba, the Senior Pastor of Builders Church. I just want to thank you for taking time to listen to our podcast today, and I trust that it will bless and build your spirit. Enjoy the message, and God bless you. we on another topic, Mr. Chairman, because we recognize Jesus as our heavenly chairman, you know. He is the one who is in charge, and we will, from time to time, Uh, be called to give an account of what is it that we have done with the gifts, the talents, the resources that he has given unto us. Yesterday with the couples, we had a very powerful conversation around the fact that if you have vision and God gives you resources, then you will use the resources for the vision. But if you don't have the vision, you will waste the resources. Um, And and it's so painful that uh, Jesus, in that parable uh, of talents, where he gave uh, talents to different, you know, amounts of talents to different people. The third one who uh, did not use their talent uh, to become uh, uh, fruitful, he calls him uh, an unproductive, wicked servant. He says, unprofitable, he calls him. So it means if we are unprofitable with what God has entrusted us with, uh, (laughs) we are regarded as wicked. So our wickedness might not be from all the other things that are happening in the world, but the fact that you were entrusted with something and you were not um, uh, fruitful in it. Uh, Jesus says you, you were not a faithful steward. Um, so we, we really need to be careful if God has gifted you. Um, with with a gift. And, and many of us last week, we, we wanted the gift of wealth and riches. <laughs> if God has given you a gift, you know, don't neglect it. Don't underutilize it. Maximize it. Take the little that you have and do your best with it. Today, our title is, Let's Go. Let's Go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. If uh, the... the um, let's let's go to the book of Matthew chapter twenty-eight. It's a very popular scripture. I will try and be brief, Masolana, so that we can get out of here. It has been quite a busy weekend. Uh, Lord, help me to be brief. In Jesus' name, Amen. Matthew uh, twenty-eight, uh, from verse number nineteen through to twenty. Um, let's start from verse eighteen. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority, say all authority, authority. has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Verse 19, go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Verse 20, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Father, we thank you for the reading of your word this morning. We pray that you may speak to us and challenge us, renew our minds through your word, transform our lives. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. There's a song that says, Jesus, I want to be like you. Jesus, I want to be like you. Jesus, I want to be like you. Oh, Lord. I want to be just like you, Jesus, I want to be like you, Jesus, I want to be like you, Jesus, I want to be like you, oh Lord, I want to be just like you. And it should be our ambition, especially in this season as the children of God, to become more and more like him and function like him, operate like him, think like him, love like him, fulfill our calling and assignment like him. Him. That's where the key of our success is. Let me start off by saying, Basalwane, that um, the Lord Jesus Christ, as we have read in Matthew twenty-eight just now, um, the Bible is very clear that He commanded us to go. He commanded. He commanded us to go. But what is more interesting about that scripture is that he starts by saying all authority has been given to me. Then the next verse says, the next verse says, "Therefore go." And this shows us that not only does he command us to go, but he has given us the power and the authority to go and do what he has called us to do. In the book of Acts, chapter number nine, um, chapter number one, and verse number eight, it was Jesus who said, You shall receive power after that the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses in uh, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, in the uttermost parts of the earth, right? And, and that word power there, it is the word dynamis, which is dynamic power, miraculous power. So Jesus, in other words, was simply saying, um, go and do what I am calling you to do. But know this, you are not just going empty handed. Yeah. You need to know that as you go, you have been empowered. There is some supernatural power that is available for you. So that when you go and do what I am calling you to do, you are not going to be on your own. And not only that, I love, you know, the contrast between power and authority in scripture. So it says he has given us power and it talks about authority because sometimes you can have power but not be authorized to use it. Yeah, you can have power and not be authorized to use it. A policeman always carries a gun. That's some form of power. A policeman is powerful because he's carrying a gun. You know, um, he is, um, (laughs) you know, a powerful person. That's why you think twice when you engage in an argument with somebody. uh, Because even though the gun is not drawn out. But there's some element of power that it adds on this person. Even if you can look at their body size and stature, you can tell that, you know, this person (laughs) one-on-one, I can deal with this situation. But the gun on their hip, it gives them the power so that I can look at them differently. But a policeman cannot just use that gun. Or anyone who is licensed for for that matter. And that's why I always tell people who are always saying, you know, I I will shoot you. And, And I'm thinking, you know, the fact that you have one, it does not mean you are authorized just to use it anyhow. You must use it within the parameters of uh, the law. You know, that is the authority uh, that you have. So Jesus, therefore, he comes, he was born, he leaves, he gets into the ministry, he dies, he rises back up again. And then he, he, he was also sent, remember. And then right at the end of his ministry, he, he sends us. He says, um, there's a, there are different places where I want you to go. But before he sends us, he, he just says this statement just for control. He says, all authority has been given unto me. And therefore, he says, therefore, go. Yeah. He says, I'm, I, I have this authority in, with me. I, I, am, I am powerful, but I also have this authority. And it is within the parameters of that authority that I send you. So as you go, you must go with that mindset and attitude, knowing that uh, I am going (laughs) because Jesus, who is authorized to accomplish some things here on earth, has also sent me. So the Lord Jesus Christ was given all authority, not some of it, but all of it, and he commanded and authorized us to go. And here's the deal, Pastor When, when Jesus sends us in John 17 and verse number 18, he reveals something very important. He says, he's talking to the Father. He says, as you sent me into the world, he says... I also have sent them into the well. So here's the equation now. The father sends the son, he gives him the authority to come and do what he was called to do. Remember, this is the very same Jesus that when he entered into you know certain territories, demons could recognize the authority and the power that he carried in such a way that he did not have to say anything. I love the ministry of deliverance of Jesus, that he did not have to say anything, he did not have to scream all. The time sometimes just showing up, the rank that he carried began to interrupt something in the spiritual realm. This demon possessed man one day looks at him and he says, Jesus, what are you doing here? Why are you coming to torment us before our time? And Jesus, before he could even say anything, this the demons in this man begs Jesus, they say, Please, if you want to chase us away, at least let's go to these pigs, at least so that we can find a place to go to and jesus says okay because you've asked you might as well go and i don't know whether it was a trap because after the the pigs were demon can you imagine pigs demon possessed and then they all jumped you know uh, uh, down the cliff and they all died just in case you're afraid of eating pork um, i thought let me just let you know that all of the pigs that were demon possessed they died So enjoy your bacon and enjoy your pork rashes and enjoy everything because all of those demons died. Are we here? So Jesus therefore indicates to us that I was sent by the father. He gave me power. He gave me authority so that when I go, I am not just going to operate and function as a natural person, but I am going to function with this supernatural power upon me. But he says the following words. He says, as you have sent me, so do I send them. So we need to understand who is sending us because there is power behind who is sending you. It's one thing to be sent, but it depends on who has sent you. If the person who is sending you, let's say for an example, I come, like now I I come, I frequent um, 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 Deben, I frequent Hillcrest, in and out. You know, I'm not representing the president of this country, right? But I'm representing somebody above him. Something, Something to that effect. But let's bring it down to the natural. If I were to come, Uh, into this region, being sent by the President, the Honorable, (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Cyril Ramaphosa, you know, if I were to come and I speak, you know, uh, with the authority that he has delegated upon my life, If I I go to the offices around here, if I go to the uh, maybe the, the, let's say the provincial legislature and I come and I say this is who I represent. In other words, I'm not here in my own personal capacity. If you look at me as Jacob, maybe you don't respect me. Maybe you don't even know where I stay, but the fact that I am sent by the president, you are going to listen to me not for my sake, but for the sake of the one who has sent me. So now take note of of how careful Jesus is when he is sending us. Number one, he says, As you have sent me, so do I send them. In Matthew 28, he says, Go ye therefore into all the world, he says, Make disciples of all nations, he says, Baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. And he says, Teaching them to observe everything that I have commanded you to do. And then he says these words, he says, Behold, I will be with you always. Always. So in other words, it says, not only am I sending you to go and give you the power to go, but I am with you as you go. So in other words, when you function and operate in your calling, God gives you the power God gives you the authority, but not only that, he is with you. Because when God is with you, that's a game changer. Before we started the the service, we were praying for God's presence. Moses, even as he was empowered by God, we saw it in Egypt, how he came out. God gave him power. He gave him authority to use the power. But as he comes out of Egypt and he is in the wilderness, he wants to proceed. He says, I appreciate the power. I appreciate the authority. But God, please do me a favor i am not going to go if your presence is not going to be with us because you know as much as i am empowered but if you are not there that's why therefore psalm 23 in 2023 it was david who says even though i walk through the valley of the shadow of death i will fear no evil. Why? Because you are with me. Because if you carry the presence of God, that is a game changer for you. You are not on your own, but God is with you. Again, in 2023 in the book of Matthew 18 and verse number 20, it was Jesus who said, when two or three are gathered in my name, I am there in their midst. So in other words, we are not just going to go on our own accord. We are not just going to function in our calling. We are not getting in there empty handed. We have the power of the Holy Spirit that is upon us. We have that dynamic power, that miraculous power, but not only that, we are not alone. We are not alone. You know, when you are in the company of somebody who is greater than you, you are going to get the attention of that person who is greater. If you don't uh, believe me, you know, <laughs> think of that donkey. Yeah. Yeah. The triumphant entry, we talk, we, we say, the donkey was impressed. And for the first time, I'm just walking into the city and people are putting their clothes and, and the, the branches are waved and the, I'm sure the donkey was like, wow, <laughs> look at the attention I'm getting, Wow. Look at the people. I've never been applauded like this. The donkey does not realize that it's not because of its donkiness. Donkey. It is because of the one who is sitting on the donkey. Say this after me. Sit on me, Jesus. Say this after me. Sit on me, Jesus. In other words, as I enter into that boardroom, sit on me, Jesus. As I discuss that deal, sit on me, Jesus. As I look for that job, sit on me, Jesus. As I go to that interview, sit on me, Jesus. Oh, as I, as, I, as I confront difficult situations and circumstances, sit on me, Jesus. I give you the right to sit on me. May the people not just look at me, but may they look at the one who is sitting on me. So in other words, do not engage on any assignment without the one who has sent you. Because that is a game changer. We, we don't just go. We go because we are sent. We don't volunteer in these spaces that we are trying to occupy and infiltrate. It is because we have been sent. And because we are sent, we are We are given the right. Let me tell you, if you are, let me talk to the young ones, just I'm coming back. If you are at school, right, uh, maybe you are high school (laughs) and you are still there and there are people who are working who are ahead of you, they're in business, you see them prosper. Don't feel bad because for now you are at school. And when you are at school, don't apologize. Puma eklassi nuasuguti au puma wetoa au puma nocheesu. Ngena in the township nuasuguti au hambe wetoa au hamba nocheesu. Oktumile even lame shabeni uguduzelo zopumele. So that's why even when you are in business, don't be apologetic. Yeah. You are working. You have been employed. You are allowing your colleagues to make your stay at work miserable. Don't you know who sent you? Don't you know who is sitting on you? How can you reduce yourself and tone it down just so that people may feel comfortable around you? Oh, why 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 must you? You know why must you reduce the, the kind of a gift that God has given upon you. Many of us Barcelona, we don't realize that when you are you are in a place God has sent you in that place for you to shine. I am glad because it was in this place at, at the beginning of this year where I shared with you how God confronted me and said to me, I must stop being apologetic. Because sometimes I used to tiptoe around people. Sometimes we, you know, we, we waste a lot of time trying to make... Of course, when you are called and sent by God, people are supposed to be uncomfortable. Demons are supposed to be uncomfortable. The devil is supposed to be uncomfortable. You can't apologize. Just because your colleague does not like the, your level of excellence. And then you want to reduce it just so that they can feel comfortable. And they are saying to you, no, you know, now, man, you, you are trying to outshine us. Of course, the one who is on me will cause me to outshine you. That's why the Bible says, my horn, you have raised it up. You have anointed me with fresh oil. It says, I am anointed more than my companions. So, if the presence, when he's praying for the presence of God, he says, How will it be known that we were sent by you? If the presence, if your yeah, he says, How will we be distinguished? So, in other words, when the presence of God is upon you. There's something that sets you apart. It's like, okay, we we, we used to have supervisors, but there's, we can't put our finger on it. We we can't. We, it's like we are always asking ourselves, which one is this one? Why? It is because you are not just going to enter into that place and be normal. There's going to be something that is abnormal about you because when God wants you to start a business, it is not just going to be another business amongst other businesses. There should be something. Something that you are going to benefit from the fact that you have a relationship with God. So we don't volunteer. We go because we are sent. That's why... uh, Let me me talk to us. Let me talk to us as, as, as black folks. I'm sure you will understand. There's a language we normally use. There are people who go and consult each and every day. Uh, they, they, becausefuna yeah. a is, is, is tunes, they want yeah. dignity and, and they are going to and, and that's why I, I get so frustrated because the world seems not to have a problem with demonstrating to us that yeah. And the reason why I went to where I went, it was to make you uncomfortable. ok <laughs> Have you ever sat next to a person in a taxi? I'm a band. That person believes that without this, my slap is a natural slap. I'm not sure if you grew up here. I grew up in the township. Uh, I used to watch, I used to watch, you know, uh, 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 elderly guys fighting and, and they'll be having, uh, when they take off their shirt, they'll be having uh, uh, some form of ropes and belts here with some form of umuti somewhere in here. Because they believe that, you know, when I have this, when I hit you with my fist, it's not natural. Yeah. It's going to come with some, and they, they were so convinced in such a way that people who had those things were feared. So I'm not I'm not going to fight somebody who has this but we as the children of God we are so apologetic it's like we are afraid and sometimes we are afraid of people it's like have you ever seen a Christian freak out right you walk into your office at work you find there's some stain on your desk that you don't understand already you are panicking <laughs> Already you're thinking, Oh my goodness, some somebody is trying to bewitch me. Don't you understand that you have the power? And the authority, don't you understand that when you walk into that office, you are not alone. Jesus, the Bible says, e- in every place he leads you in triumph, and you will diffuse the fragrance of his knowledge. So, in other words, I don't care what's on the table. When I find something strange on the table, I pick that thing up, I put it in the dustbin, I wipe it, I sit on the very same chair that you thought I was going to be cast because the Bible says, Whoever that God has blessed, no man can curse. As a matter of fact, when God was calling Abraham, he says, Abraham, come out of your country, come out of your family, go to a place, he says, where I am sending you to, he says, I am going to bless those who bless you, and I am going to curse those who curse you. In other words, I have no business being worried about who is trying to bewitch or curse me, because I know that the one who is on me, the one who has sent me, the one who has authorized me, is being identifying altars that are raised against my business, against my marriage, against my family. I'm not going to work tirelessly at night because the Bible says he does not sleep nor slumber. The Bible says he blesses his own in their sleep. Therefore, at night, after I have prayed, I am going to enjoy my sleep. Go and pen whatever that you are trying to pen. Go and put whatever that you are trying to put on your altar. Go and against my down- downfall but what i know is that greater is he who is in me hey. yeah. I'm That's why there is no territory that can be marked for me not to penetrate, not to infiltrate. There is no place where I will not go simply because another person says I can't go there. As a matter of fact, if you say I can't go there, that's when I go. Because the one who has sent me said I can go. High five your neighbor and say let's go. You are sent to business and you are afraid. You are sent to change nations and cities, and you are afraid. You are sent. You are sent in that school so that you can bring impact, but you are afraid. Let's go. I want to be brief, and I want to close. Uh, But I'm sent. I'm sent. I'm not here by mistake. I did not just volunteer. I am sent. I am here, I am here in this office, I am sent. I have the power, I am authorized. There is no demon that is going to chase me out. There is no force, there is no power that is going to chase me out. I am sent and therefore I will go. I will go, high five your neighbor and say, let's go. We will go to schools and preach the gospel. We will go down every corner and preach the gospel. We will go to every city and preach the gospel. Uh, We will go, why? We are sent. We will go, we will go, we will go, we will go. When they say if you don't have connections in this place, you will not make it. Let me tell you, that's where I will go. Let me, let me tell you this. My, let me tell you this. My first, my first attempt, my first attempt to travel overseas alone, yeah, yeah. I was deported. My first attempt, my first attempt to travel overseas alone, I was deported. I was in Hong Kong. That was the most miserable day of my life. And I came back. I hated traveling with every fiber of my being, I did not want to go anywhere. God set set me down and said, listen. You need to go back and overcome that. You need to go back and, 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 and make sure that you break that boundary. The enemy was trying to set a boundary to say you can't go beyond this. Now it's the time for you to go back. Go back with the same passport. Go back with to the same airport. I was so scared when I went, but I had to break because I am not just going. I am sent. God wants me to travel. God wants me to go places. Who are you telling me? Listen, there are other brothers I like who normally go to every place illegally where they... And when you ask them, why, 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 why? They they say, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. He says, these are man-made systems to try and, and stop us from going to where we will go. So you, you say, your, your, your government will your government will not stop us. We'll go everywhere we want to go. I was like, wow. That's why you find them everywhere. You find them in China, you find them in India. you find them in every corner of the continent of Africa. why? Because as far as they are concerned, the earth is their lords Yeah. Uh, you're you, you, you blocking opportunities for me you say if you don't have connections you will not do be- oh, oh. oh oh watch 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 I am, I am, I'll go back to my altar and when I come back let me tell you even you and your boss and his boss and their boss and their boss will not be able to stop me why because there's someone who is sitting on me let me let me close. Listen to what Jesus says in Matthew ten, verse number sixteen. He says, "Behold, I send you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. So Jesus is sending us. He is away. There are wolves. He's away." That's why when when he said, I will build my church, he said, the gates of hell will not prevail. Why? Because he knew that there are gates of hell who are going to try and fight. But the verdict has already been given. They will not prevail. So here he says, I I am sending you, and where I'm sending you, there are wolves. So in other words, when you are working, when you are in business, when you are in the ministry, they are wolves. It, 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 the, the sad part is that in the ministry, the wolves are not obvious. They are dressed in sheepskin. You will work with people thinking they are sheep in the church. That's a story for another day. But he says, when I'm sending you to go and work for government, to go and work in the business space, he says, listen, there are business people there who are wolves. Others, they will, they will plot whatever. They will want to kill you. You will be like a, a, a prey. But he says, that, that doesn't mean I'm not going to send you. He says, I'm sending you with power, authority, and with myself. He yeah. says, I'm there. So you need to understand what informs Psalm 23, when David says, even though I walk through the valley of... So in other words, when you are called, there will be seasons where you will walk through the valley of the shadow. It's not death. You are not going to die. But it's the shadow of... You are not about to be broke. It's the shadow of poverty. It's the shadow of lack. It's the shadow of failure. You are not going to fail. It's just a shadow. It it is there to make you feel like... Listen. Listen. Have you ever been alone at home and you saw a shadow? You you did not see the real person. Hey, he just... you, you saw the shadow, right? And, and and if you are afraid, you call somebody. You will say, I think you know moon to like you. you are not going to say, I saw a shadow. Because the shadow tries to give you the impression that the real thing is here. So so hence the shadow, the shadow of death is not really death, but it is there to make you feel like you're about to die. <laughs> It is there to make you feel you make you feel like you're about to fail. You are about to collapse so that you can panic because the, the devil knows that if he causes you to be afraid of something, you are going to attract it. Because fear is false evidence appearing real. So yeah so so you will yeah that's why Job at the end he says, "Lo khu So so fear has a way of attracting whatever it is that you are afraid of. It has a force to pull it. So the the more you, that's why the Bible says, God has not given us the spirit of fear. So so in other words, when the devil is is using people to tell you that you are not going to do business in that space, he is causing you to be afraid. So that by the time you attempt, you you are already down and out. Because faith attracts what God has promised. Fear attracts what the devil has promised. Let me say it one more time. Faith attracts what God has promised. You pull it from God through faith. But fear pulls what the devil has promised. Because he promises. The devil promises shame. He tells you, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to, uh, this business of yours is going to die. And already you are living in a world of a dead business. Yeah. 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 Sure. Yeah. Or maybe you are here you are saying to me, Mfundis, you don't understand. You are in the ministry. We are in business. We we live in the real world. <laughs> you see after you see after I've preached this sermon like this, tomorrow the devil will be waiting for me. Saying to me, <laughs> you think you, you've made it? Let's see. How are you going to pay for all the bills this month? Okay, you employed other people again. You. Let's see how are you going to make it through this month. You are dead. Says that to me. After I've preached, and I will be thanking God. Oh, oh, wow, the, the campus is growing. The devil will be whispering. Next week, that room will be empty. Why? He wants me to be afraid and pull back. So that's why, even if I'm a pastor, every morning I am reading the word and I'm praying. And I am like, God, you are the one who has sent me. Listen, sometimes I ask myself, why did we start a campus in Hillcrest? I ask myself, I'm like, why did I even do this? I don't need, I mean, look at us traveling to Deben every Sunday and this thing needs money. Oh, look at us. Oh, God. And God will say to me, I, I've sent you. I've sent you there and I'll be on my knees every morning. Shando, Rasaka, Palatayike... Because the Bible says when we are praying in the spirit, the Bible says you are building yourself up in your most holy faith. That is what the Bible says. And even though I can be afraid at night and when I am alone, when you are back to your homes and you are back to your workplaces and to your businesses, and I am all by myself, but the one who has sent me comes into the room and he says to me, rise up. You see, you remember Elijah. When he said, God, I am the only one who is left. Kill me, Lord. He says, rise up, eat. There's somebody else who's supposed to. We have work to do. Don't you realize that we have work to do? Don't you realize that we have work to do? But let's close this thing. And then he says, therefore, be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. Because where you are going, there are wolves. There are other colleagues that you are going to be greeting. They will be smiling at you, but deep down they want to kill you. So Jesus says, be harmless like a dove. When they look at you, let let them look at the fool, who is always greeting and hugging, who is always talking and having a nice conversation. In other words, when you go, don't hate like them. Don't gossip like them. Don't try and bring them down like them, but be wise, be smart. Smile, but say to yourself, I know your heart. I know what you are trying to do. I know what you are plotting. I am going to hug you, but I know. I know the kind of a that. That's why I know where to take this relationship. I'm not going to fool myself and expose myself so that you can hit me again. So that you can bring me down again. I will smile. I will greet you like everything is okay. But I know when you are working your altar at night I am working my altar at night. Tomorrow morning I'll come and greet you. I'll come and sit down in the same meeting. When you are applauding me I'll be looking at you at the corner of my eye. But know this. I am a serpent. I am as wise as a serpent. I am as wise as a serpent. I will play along. You will think we are on the same page. You will think Zimbabwe. He says, Beware of men. For they will deliver you up to councils and scourge you in their synagogues. You will be brought before governors and kings for my sake. Ngai me. as a testimony to them and to the Gentiles, he says. But when they deliver you up, he says, Do not worry about how and what you should speak. For it will be given to you in that hour what you, t- what you should speak. For it is not you who speak, but the spirit of your father who speaks in you. Ah, listen, why are they meeting? Why are they meeting? You are afraid before you are there. Because you know the people who have called you. You know what they are plotting. But listen to Jesus. Listen to this man. How simple he puts it. And this is the person who's been there. He's been called to explain himself. The one who was born as the king of the Jews. As God. They called him to give account. Explain yourself. He says, no, don't worry. When they call you, go. I, if I can tell you the number of meetings I attended when this church was supposed to be started, just to open this campus. The meetings were that were called for me to come and explain myself. Who do you think you are? On my own. Hey, while I am driving. He says, don't worry. About what you are going to say, what are you going to say, how are you going to say it? He says, At that moment, I will tell you what to say. <laughs> the Spirit of the Father in you will give you the humility coupled with wisdom, sound and a sober mind. So I feel you. If you're in business, I know. It can be dark. You are working, you're trying to climb up that corporate ladder. I know. People can hate on you for just being you. You did not mention their name. You were just functioning in your calling. You were just fulfilling the assignment that God has given you. People will hate you for no reason. People will plot your down for no reason. People will just discuss your name. Have you ever... Oh, Ron, I'm sure you've not... You, you've not uh, hey. People would call a meeting for four hours to discuss your name. About your business. And just engage in a conver- dirty conversation. And finish you. Finish you. Before the verdict comes out, you are done. As far as they are concerned. Ah, but the one who has sent you, he says, do not worry. So in other words, it's not my place to freak out even if somebody who was part of that meeting phones you and tells you what was plotted. Jesus says don't worry. Don't, don't go and plot. No. Be as harmless as doves. Why the dove? Symbol of the Holy Spirit. You don't defend your name. There are certain petals where God says, this one, leave it up to me. He says, vengeance is mine. Watch my salvation, he says. The problem is that we have limited salvation to the altar only. Salvation is progressive. Because it saves. When they want to swallow you. When they want to destroy you. Salvation is still relevant. God still says, I will save you. That's why when Lazarus was about to die, the sisters came to Jesus. Your friend, whom you love, is about to die. What does Jesus say? This sickness is not unto death. It's a shadow. Listen to what happens. He dies. He still goes. They say you are late. Yeah, yeah. Because he died four days ago. Yeah. Jesus says, you don't understand who I am. I am the resurrection. And I am the life. Yeah. They say to him, we know that one day. We are going to rise back from the dead. He says, take me to where he is. Listen, there is, there is no way you can fall and be down and out where Jesus cannot reach. Yeah. Oh, yes. yeah. Hey. You can be fired today at work. Oh, listen. Jesus will pull you out. Listen, he knows where to... David puts it this way. Where can I hide from you? Says, behold, even though I lay down my bed in hell. He says, behold, you are there. So there's no tough situation that can shock Jesus. Let's stand on our feet, please. I'm not here by mistake. I'm here to fulfill purpose. There's no man. There's no demon in hell. There's no power. There's no force of darkness. That will stop you from fulfilling what God has called you to do. If God be for me, who can be against me? Somebody promised you and said, you are not going to finish this year in this company. Just say to them, who are you? Who do you think you are? Say it in your heart and say, this person does not know who has called me. Did you create me? Did you have a plan and a purpose for my life? For you to determine... That I'm going to live in poverty until I die. Don't you understand that the Bible says, Whom God has blessed, no man can curse. God says, Behold, I have spoken it, and no man can reverse it. I am here to fulfill purpose. I am called by God. I am a man of God. And there's no demon in hell. There's there's no one, even from the grave, who can short-circuit the call of God in your life. Father, we thank you. Thank you once again for listening to the message today. We trust that you were blessed by it. Please do subscribe to our podcast to receive new messages every week. Thank you very much and keep on building.